This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and cents on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and cents, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Simwee Boon. In the wake of the pandemic, workers around the world are quitting their jobs in large numbers in what is known as the Great Resignation Wave. According to a report by the human resources and people management platform Employment Hero, Malaysia's COVID-19 economic recovery has triggered a nationwide employee movement. They found that 61% of Malaysian workers plan to find a new job in the next year. And some of the reasons cited for this includes not receiving pay raises and experiencing pay cuts. When asked what would encourage them to stay, salary increases, more rewards and recognition as well as possible bonus structures were given. But asking for a raise is not easy. For most, talking about your salaries and your wages is somewhat a cultural taboo and it can also be quite emotional or difficult to approach. So how should this conversation start? What should you bring up and what should you avoid when asking for more money from your boss? Well, joining me to discuss this is communications coach Indira Nair. She was previously the chief talent officer at Ogilvy PR Asia Pacific. We'll be discussing this topic. Good morning and welcome to the show, Indy. Good morning, Sim. I'm delighted to be here with you on this conversation. I just want to start it with a little bit of a caveat. I'm not a HR specialist, but as the CTO, I was asked this question many times. So it's not just a, a Malaysia-related issue. Believe it or not, this question, this discomfort about asking for a raise and promotion happens all over the world. Indeed. Okay, so then let's, let's get right into it then. How would you know when is the right time to ask for a raise? The how really is tied to why do you feel you need a raise? And, you know, what is at the heart of it? Because it's interesting, you know, in the great resignation, people have quoted salaries, but some people actually like working like their peers, they like the working environment. And so because of that, they're prepared to make certain sacrifices where salaries are concerned. But the important thing is that you as an individual must know the race is important to me because it's pegged to what I'm bringing to the table, how I'm helping the company grow. And so it's important to me because if not, it'll eat at you all the time. And every time you're asked to do something, you resent it and the resentment builds up. And then you reach a point where you say, oh, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm leaving. So before you get to the how to ask, be very, very clear about why are you asking for that raise? Is that raise uh, quantified? So one of the things I usually ask people to do is step away from yourself. Imagine you are your boss and get in, wear your boss's shoes and sit there and look at yourself and say, so where is this not happening? Because the reality is, if your boss feels you need a promotion or a raise, they would make it happen, right? I guess there are arguments for and against that. You know, some would say that, you know, to give a promotion, to give a raise would come at a cost, a financial cost to a company. You know, I do get that what you're saying about, you know, you have to ask yourself first, ask yourself, why do you want a raise? But in a sense of like, let's say 
you know, different people have different approaches to this and different people have different experiences, different thinking. You know, some might lean towards like, I think I deserve a raise every year because every year inf- there's inflation, living cost rises, and every year I'm doing more and more. You know, I've helped the company make more money, more money. So I think it's sensible for me to ask for an annual increment. Or some might look at it as um, once the company successfully uh, executes a big project and I have contributed to the big project right in some way or another so I believe that I should be rewarded by a raise or an increment so are those kind of like sensible benchmarks that you can place on on yourself in terms of an ideal time in each company they have different ways of doing it most companies would do it on an annual basis so when you know the annual performance review is happening um, then you want to make sure you are targeting this conversation before the review and before the decisions are made in terms of quantum because the company would look at their financials and then they would kind of determine are we giving across the board a 3%, 5%, 10% increase and then the rising stars, the people we want to retain are going to get slightly more. So you know that that's the cycle, you know that that's when it's going to happen Uh, or when a project, a big project has finished and you've done well, it's going and sitting down with your boss and saying, you know, I I looked back on this and I felt I had contributed. I'd love to have a conversation with you. So I would say those are the two occasions. And at this point, I would also say a lot of companies have a tendency to do a performance review once a year. To me, that's not a done deal. Regular conversations, which are held at least every quarter, must be held with an employee. Because if 12 months down the road and you're talking about increments and your boss turns around and tells you, "Mm, you know what, I can't move you to the next level because you have a tendency not to pay attention to details. It's 12 months too late. The employee may not even have known that was an issue. Okay, but would that be also on the onus of the employees to approach their employer every quarter? Hey, how am I doing? If it's a small company, maybe it can be done. But if you're talking about big company, companies that range towards maybe maybe hundreds of employees, it might be a bit hard for the manager or the boss to kind of like have quarterly reviews to know what's going on, right? Definitely the onus is on the employee also to target these and to put these in place. Coming back to your question about big companies, small companies, however big you are, one person will not have 100 people reporting to them. There will be layers, and you will have anything from 7 to 10. Uh, And it's also making sure people who are working directly with people should be doing the performance reviews because they see things happening. So you're also teaching leadership when you ask others to take on groups of people. So you as the head, instead of looking after 100 people, you have different people looking after different layers. So how then do you start this conversation? You know, like what should you prepare? So first of all, understand the financial standing of the company. If it has been declared and you've been told our sales are very poor, we are not meeting uh, the targeted revenue standards, Know that when you go in for this discussion, the raise or the increment will not happen because the company is already struggling to meet their overheads. 
people have taken a pay cut. But if you know that they're performing well, or you personally have kind of contributed, um, it's important to put the achievements on the table. At the same time, you have to be mindful, like sales teams will always look at it and say, we brought in this much of revenue, but we are not being rewarded. That's not fair. The sales team, their job is to sell. And so, of course, the revenue is pegged to their selling skills, but there's a whole team behind that's supporting what the sales team is doing. So understand that you are not that one individual who's doing everything to make things happen. What happens if they say no? What if uh, the reason they gave that we just don't think that you've done good enough or, you know, they just don't have the financial standing to give you a raise? Are those acceptable reasons? Yeah, definitely. When the conversation, you feel you have put your side of the story on the table and your manager is telling you their side, break it down and ask for specifics. So at this point, you tell me you can't give me an increment because the company is making losses. So then are you telling me that when the company is in a profitable situation, I will be considered for an increment? And then to say, okay, so that we avoid this kind of thing, can we agree that there will be quarterly performance reviews? And I will schedule it. I would just like you to make the time to sit down with me and give me the feedback. One of the most important things is when your boss is telling you, here's the reason why we feel you're not ready for it, listen and listen deeply. Because you've gone in for this and in your mind, you deserve the promotion. So in your mind, that's what you're locked in. So whatever is being said to you, it's very hard for you to hear it or listen to it. But if you listen carefully, you will look at it and say, oh, I get it. Okay, but I want to ask though, like what about citing external factors like inflation, rising cost of living? Are those wise negotiation tactics or reasons to bring up? Because to others, it's... External factors, it's, it has nothing to do with your performance. But then some might say it also has an indirect impact towards how you feel and your motivation. So are those strong enough arguments to ask for a raise? You can cite inflation, I think, even with the great resignation. With inflation, I mean, the saddest thing is there are companies who are declaring huge amounts of profit and then they are not then taking care of their employees. That's the sad part of it, you know. Uh, so in that kind of an environment, I just feel the company needs to take accountability and ownership because the last two years has created a lot of hardships for various people. But when the company is not doing too well, then it's a different thing. So you can cite inflation and rising cost of living. But to be honest, it's not the company's problem. In terms of the quantum of the raise, how do you know how much is a fair ask? Is there a number that can be too much to ask sometimes? I've often told people, look, if you feel very strongly about it, why don't you apply for a job outside your company and, and then see what you're offered? Tell them this is your last drawn salary and I'm adding a 20% increase. Usually when you go for a job, new job, you get a 20% hike if they want to hire you they will give you a 20 to 30% hike. So 
you add the 20%, you ask that company, and if they're going to pay you that much money, you I mean, that's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is you yourself look at it and say, here's my salary, here are my benefits and leave everything. You need to look at it in totality. And then you need to look at your boss and you need to look at your work environment and say, in the longer term, do I prefer working here and build a career for myself? Okay, I do. I like this place and all of that. The salary is the issue. Now, then I would go to my boss and say, here are my achievements. Here's what I've been contributing. I really would like to have a discussion with you about a promotion or a raise. And then have the discussion, finish the discussion and say, okay, I'm not going to put a quantum on the table. I would truly appreciate it if you could please let me know what the company is prepared to give me. Okay, and we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon. Today's topic is asking for a raise. Uh, how do you do it? When should you do it? What do you say when you want a raise? And joining me to discuss this is communication coach Indira Nair. She's previously the chief talent officer at Ogilvy PR Asia Pacific. Now, Prior to the break, we were talking about, you know, when you should ask for a raise, the considerations to be given. But Indy, I want to ask now, how do you balance between a raise, a promotion or even a bonus? Because, you know, asking for a raise means money, whereas promotion is about growth. So how do you balance between these? How do you know what to ask and when to ask between these? In my view, a promotion should come with a raise because a promotion means my workload is going to be increased. And that means I should be paid for what I'm going to be bringing to the table. So a promotion and a raise must be tied together. If someone's going to give me a promotion and not give me a raise, I would decline it. But if you are going to separate it, the promotion is related to I have been doing more than what is required of me. I'm ready to take on a lot more. And hence, the promotion is being given or you're asking for a promotion. Because to do what I do, I need to have more people under me. I need to have more resources. um, I need to have bigger budgets and all of that. So that's how I would go and ask for a promotion. But I would always peg my promotion conversation with a raise. If I'm going to just ask for a raise, then it's because I'm doing much more than what I was asked to do when I was hired and I'm prepared to do it. I don't have a problem with it, but I feel I should be paid more. I should be compensated fairly for what I'm bringing to the table. And bonuses are usually once a year, and then it's given across the company. But sometimes they do things like spot bonus, which is related to projects. So you finish a specific project, and a spot bonus is given to recognize what this whole group of people have done. So earlier, also before the break, you mentioned about salary bands. When you move to a new company, uh, 20% is usually the norm. So I've had this experience where I moved to different companies doing sometimes from a different sector to a different sector. And we all know different se- some sectors pay more than another sector. But what happens is that um, the HR or whoever that's hiring me will ask for my previous uh, pay slip, you know, and that pay slip might have a very a salary of a lower range 
and I'm joined here and I'm expecting a higher range salary. But the reasons usually given is, oh, we can't pay you more than how much this is than your previous drawn salary from a different company, which I've always found to be a bit weird because I would imagine that the company would have set a budget for hiring this specific person. And that budget shouldn't be uh, dependent on my historical salary of a different company. You know? So I'm curious, like, how do salary bans work in that context? You know, does it make sense for new employers to peg your new salary towards your previous company? I think the salary being pegged to your last drawn salary is because you worked in that company and you worked for a number of years and they understand your performance. And so you are being paid according to what you bring to the table. So that last drawn salary is usually asked to determine what you are worth without ever having worked with you or without knowing, you know, were you doing things alone or do you had have 10 people supporting you and you were just responsible for a small part of it? So without all of that, you know, you are using the salary, last drawn salary as a benchmark. Sometimes when you hire somebody from another industry, like if someone was to take someone from F&B into healthcare, they would look at it and say, oh, this F&B person has a lot more experience with frontline customer service. And so I want to bring that to healthcare. So I'm, I should be prepared to pay a premium. Even if your new employer doesn't know it, you should know it. And you should know there's a specialist skill set that you're bringing to the table. So your salary negotiation is going to be based on that. So it comes down to you knowing your self-worth and what your market worth is may not be pegged to what is happening in the market, maybe what's in your own head, but you should always go and join a company based on what you feel you are worth. Because once you go in, your increments are going to be pegged to what is happening across the board. So then the salary hikes are going to be much slower. That's the way the cookie comes. What about outgrowing your current employer? You know, when do you know you've outgrown your employer? Because there's always push factors as well. I think when you wake up in the morning and you struggle to go to work, you have outgrown your company, your employer, time to move on. I always get people saying to me, my boss uh, is not motivating. It's not your boss's job to motivate you. You should feel motivated to live your best. So the day you feel, you know what, I'm doing same old, same old, there's no challenge, there's no growth, and I'm bored with my job, and I just cannot do it anymore, look for another job. But be very clear what you want. Do you think it's fair that instead of giving you a raise, the company rewards you with more leave dates or, or a benefit in kind? It depends on what you want. For some people, and I have seen this happening in the past, where they've said, I don't want an increment. Can I have more leave days? Uh, can I take three months off in a year um, and I'm prepared to forego my salary increase? So it really depends if leave days, having lots more leave or um, having time off uh, or, you know one of the companies that I used to work for used to give people the choice of choosing something new that you want to learn and they would tell you this is the cost and you could pick and choose what you wanted to learn and then they would pay for it and those are all like retention kind of programs that companies do but if for you money is important 
the reason does not matter to your boss. The, the boss generally will not, if I, I have to pay for mortgage, I have to look after my parents, they really don't care. They can't afford to because then 100 employees, you know, I have to think about them. It's hard. Compassion is important, but sometimes it's impossible. If salary and it's money that's important, then you need to be very clear. I really don't care where I work as long as I earn this much of money. And there are people for whom it works that way. So mm. it depends on what is important to you. Do you think the current great resignation wave gives more powers to employees to really renegotiate their salaries to ask for a raise? I think the current resignation wave is really tied to people rethinking what they want out of their lives. I'm not sure that I totally buy into it's because people are searching for more rewards because I was reading various reports on it. And there was a lot about people prepared, being prepared to forego large, huge amounts of salaries uh, if they could live a much more balanced life. And I do think the pandemic has kind of made all of us relook our lives and say, at the end of the day, is this what I want my life to be? And if it's just about work, then there's no balance. Towards the end now, I want to ask, you know, when you take a step back from my experience, culturally, we are all more private when it comes to talking about salaries and the money we make with friends, our family, and even each other in the office, right? You know, especially actually, especially with colleagues in the same office, you, you just don't really talk about how much this person sitting next to me makes you. You know, do, do you see this culture changing? And if it's not, I mean, can we change the culture? Or should we even change this culture? We always joke and say, salaries are the best kept secret. And that's what employers think. But I promise you, employees will talk to each other about salaries. I got this much of bonus. How much did you get? Or inadvertently, that discussion about salary and bonuses does happen, which is why I would always advise employers be transparent about salaries, at least provide bands and say when you are at this level, your salary could range from this to this because anyone aspiring to move up also then understands that this is the range. I'm not sure culturally people don't talk about salaries. I, I'm, I'm not sure I relate to that because I've often sat in conversations and heard people comparing salaries. And, you know, and if you ask a good friend and say, listen, I'm looking for a job and I'm like trying to gauge it. And you ask, they will tell you. I mean, Asian families, my God, they will even ask you, how much uh, do you earn? Um, <laughs> I don't even tell my mother this, why is my aunt asking this, you know? So yes, we are uncomfortable about it because it's money. I mean, people are even uncomfortable about asking to be paid, like when you run a consulting firm or an event organizing firm, uh, so I don't think we should be uncomfortable about talking about money. It's mm. a necessity. And that's a great note to end today's show. That's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to communications coach Indira Nair. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. I'm Simi Boon signing off for The Morning Run. We've got the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. 
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.